Oh, it's episode 40, Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. This is going to be a good show. I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones, Mike. I feel it in my bones. And Mike, in your jumblies? Yeah, Mike, my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington, is here. How are you, Mike? Doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're recording this on Mother's Day. You left me out in the rain. Yeah. Today, you, you, you were getting a ride back from Mother's Day brunch. I was busy in the car with my mom arguing. Yeah. What were you guys arguing about? Uh, mostly her driving. Well, I mean, clearly she was driving too slow if you guys left me out in the rain. It was a real issue. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, I got very wet. I'm still I'm still excited for the show, Mike, but it's it's Mother's Day. And, you know, you've been drying not, off for like an hour now. Nothing reminds you your mother's dead, like being trapped in the rain outside of your office. Is all I'm going to say. It's fair. Yeah. Nothing reminds you more on Mother's Day that your mother's dead than not being able to get to the fridge with the beers in it. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's it's if anything, this was uh this was my mom just fucking just spiting you. Yeah, I she's like, You're taking my baby boy away from me on Mother's Day. You understand? Like I normally like have stuff to do on Sundays uh before we come in here. And um all of the guys that I like I have to meet up with or talk to. Like, I get, like, some work done because, you know, I have projects that are uh, outside of people's day jobs. And, like, we have, like, meetings on Sundays for, like, businesses that I own. And everybody was like, it's Mother's Day. I won't be around. I was like, how long are you hanging out with your mom? You get an eight-hour day with your mom? These are all guys who live in New York, Mike. Mm. You had to go upstate to see your mom. I didn't have to, but, yeah. I mean, you went to Westchester. Yeah. Right? She's not. She doesn't even live in Westchester. She just that's where, that's where she wanted to go to dinner. <sighs> Why were you in Jersey when you drove back? Uh, so we went to like the Rockland side. So like we went. I met her in Westchester. We drove up to Rockland, which is like still New York, but you gotta go go over the Tappan Zee. I'm okay. sorry, the Governor Aunt Mario Cuomo Bridge. Uh, First of all, I'm gonna just throw the, just just an aside real quick. I know we're doing this whole thing about Mother's Day, but. Uh, the biggest scam in all government is renaming of bridges. Do you know how much it costs to rename a bridge? You know how much it costs to rename the Triborough Bridge? $50 million. Because they have to change all the signs. You, could, you know what you could spend that money doing? Fitz, fixing the bridge. <laughs> you know the, George, the, the fucking George Washington Bridge is like gonna fall down? No. Yeah. For real? It is not in good shape. Yeah? Yeah. How, and, uh, how are they gonna fix that? I don't know, but I know they're going to change it to the George Washington Carver uh, Bridge just to, you know, so Black Lives Matter doesn't tear it down. Smart. Mm. That's a solid joke. Should have gotten more from you, Mike. I just looked, dude. I was thinking about the practicality of it, and it's like, you know what? It was a fun joke, but then you think about it, and it's like, man, if all... $50 million just to add a word? Because they got to take the whole... It's not like they can just go up there and write Carver. Why not? I You'd think. There's but space. You know, unions, you know? There's definitely... yo. You, you could, could definitely fit the name Carver into those fucking... But they're not going to... They could just hire... Look, they got all these graffiti writers they're arresting anyway, right? Just That's their community service. You have to write Carver under George Washington on the George Washington Bridge. That'd be pretty dope. Hell yeah. That'd be a fun project for, like, actual street artists. Yeah. Just, like, one day, spray... Everybody gets a different one. Dude, that would be fucking hilarious if they pulled that off. And just like different peanut butter themes in the fucking wild styles under there, George Washington Carver Bridge coming up. I think the city would have to just change the name. 
I agree. I mean, the work's already done. Yeah. It's Here's true. the thing. It's going to cost more to send guys up there to clean off that graffiti. Again, I think they just want to do that. I think they would change the name, then clean the graffiti, then change the sign. Three trips. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. Government can't be that backwards. It is. It is. We're going to get into that later. But uh, your mom had to go to Rockland County. I like to hear about people's moms on Mother's Day. And all, is, and all. So Mother's Day is, is a weird masochism, Chris. Mother's Day is a horseshit holiday. Me and my girl, my girlfriend's mother is still alive. And we were talking about how Mother's Day is a horseshit holiday earlier today. Um, she was like, I'll call my mom. But like, I'm not going to write a fucking essay and put up a photo collage on Facebook and be like, this is my rock. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. And also, like, it's made up, right? Is Mother's Day not made up? Like, no. by the halt, by like the greeting car companies because they needed a little pump yeah. going into the summer, which is their slow months? Sure. But it's also like, I don't know, it's cool to have a day to celebrate moms. Every day is a day to celebrate moms. It's the hardest job in the world, Mike. That's the most bullshit line, also, that moms, being a mom is the hardest job in the world. Really? Didn't look so hard for my mom. She's pretty drunk. I mean, you know, anybody saying, anybody drinking on the job isn't going to perform that great. I mean, those guys changing the signs for the fucking bridges are drinking on the job. You're telling me those union heroes aren't doing a good job, Mike? You don't know that. They cleaned up the unions in New York. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, just like whenever somebody's like, being a mother is the hard. I mean, look, it's the most demanding job. It's not the hardest. How hard is it to be like, shut up? Because I said so. We have food at home. That's what what are you really doing? Do you know there's a job called underwater welding, Mike? <laughs> you understand? So that is a job where you use fire to put two pieces of metal together underwater. Fire's not even supposed to work underwater, Mike. How did I do that? Fucking sorcery. That's a hard job. There's guys who figure out how missiles work. That seemed Motherfuckers have math equations the size of chalkboards, but yes, being a mother is the hardest job in the world. Just uh, fucking buy some Nutter Butters and call it a day, lady. I mean, how many times has a math equation just, like, flung poop at you, though? All right, so then, you know what's a hard job? Corrections officer. Zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference? Uh, those are larger poops. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if you're a corrections officer, most of those poops also have cum in them. Hot. It's called a fluffernutter, Mike. I like it. Yeah. Um, so your mom had to go to Rockland County. My mom, she didn't have to. She chose to. Okay, what's in Rockland? I mean, there's one restaurant that she really likes. No, it's my brother's. Uh, my brother's getting married up there, and okay. it's the hotel that is going to have the, uh, uh, like, the day after brunch like everybody's gonna stay at this hotel and then shuttle over to the wedding venue so she's already gonna eat there another time why not just go to somewhere new if you guys had just if i hadn't got stuck in the rain i would have paid for you guys to have a nice dinner in manhattan we could you could have gone to buenos aires across the street place is good yeah i don't have brunch though this was brunch why does it have to be brunch for mother's day his mom's like brunch only boomer moms are just like oh it's once a year i get a nice brunch maybe no all moms like brunch all women like brunch. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know what? I got a weird Venn diagram for you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Every mom mm -hmm. is a woman. Hmm. That's weird. Never I'm just saying. Moms love brunch. What about Mr. Mom? I don't know. He was pretty womanly. Yeah. Michael Keaton's kind of... He's got those birthing hips. Yeah. He'd get it, Michael Keaton, you know? Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? No homo. Looks good in that suit. Yeah, that's all. he's killing it. Mm. Fucking. Uh, so, all right. So your mom wanted to go to the place for brunch that she's gonna go to in a couple months because your bro- and your brother was late. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> that now was your fun. brother is the favorite son. Uh, by a he, mile, if I recall correctly, he should be, but he's really not. Uh, you've said that he's more handsome than you. Yep. Uh, blue eyes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stable relationship. Successful. Marginally taller. Okay. Great piece. Great cock. But yeah, he's... how are his ropes though, Mike? We learned. Uh, we learned in the last few weeks that you shoot fucking heavy loads. Mm-hmm. So how are his ropes? I've never seen him. I'm just saying. Does he have a kid? Not yet. Ropes can't be that good. You banging the same chick for a long time, blasting those kind of ropes. You don't have a kid. I'm. Uh, I. Your ropes are heavy enough where you're breaking through the Spider Verse, Mike. <laughs> I would be shocked if uh, if she didn't have an IUD, and I don't. I don't have ropes strong enough to break through an IUD. Mm. Yes, but however, they're gross <laughs> enough where they corrode the metal. They can yeah. if you leave it in there long enough. It comes bismuth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> looks like looks like something with barnacles on it, <laughs> like the bottom of a ship. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can clean them off if you had an underwater welder. <laughs> they don't have a day, Mike. They don't have a day. <laughs> Fuck. This is underwater welder day. <laughs> uh, but so you, why did you? Okay, so your mom had to go to Rockland County, despite the fact that she lives in North Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, she, I knew it was one of those. I, I had a fifty percent chance. She was flying up anyway. She uh-huh. had. She has yet to meet uh, my brother's fiance's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives down there. Mm-hmm. We just haven't had you know any like holidays together or anything. So okay. um, yeah, we wanted to spend Mother's Day together, and it was very nice. Um, we went back to my brother's place, played with his dog for a little bit. It was sounds great, lovely. Yeah, sounds yeah. Great and day. my brother is the one who set us up for failure. He said, "Oh, it's a half hour to get." From Newark to New York City. I mean, on a normal day. Yeah. The fact that you go, I can't believe there's traffic, and I go, I haven't had a mother for 20 years, and I know that there's a lot of traffic on Mother's Day, Mike. Like, it's like, how did you not think there was going to be traffic on Mother's Day? I I don't. Because uh... it's also like it's also like exactly when the traffic would be hitting. We were supposed to meet up at six o'clock. This is like the first time I've spent Mother's Day with my mom in quite some time. Mm. You know, I just didn't process like I I thought everybody treated this like a phone call holiday. I I I kind of I was I went out in my neighborhood and everybody was out. It was like it was a lot of there was like lines in front of places and stuff. It's the first time I've seen that since the pandemic. And dude, yeah, I get like. It's good, I guess, but it's like, yeah, I never really, like, I thought it was, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, you, if you lived with your mom, you made her dinner. If you didn't live with your mom, like, I, I used to take my grandmother to dinner, I guess, actually, now that I think about you it. You take her to dinner and not brunch? No, I don't do brunch. I, that's, I, I'm <laughs> anti. <laughs> you seem angry at the very mention of it. Well, she also, she wants to go to church and shit, you know what I mean? So she go she would go to church and I would pick her up and we'd go to dinner. Church like, gets out at eleven. She used to go to the noon, the twelve thirty mass. We're right. gonna have brunch at three in the afternoon. At that yeah. point, you may as well just have dinner at five six o'clock. All right, that's when she wants to have dinner anyway. She was an old lady, Mike. She did brunch was newfangled. She's not doing that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the combination of breakfast and lunch—it's unholy. 
She's like, what do I, what do I do here? She's like, I, there's a cheeseburger on this menu and pancakes. So we, am I supposed to have both? Can I order the quiche? Is, is it, two, is it two courses? Is it breakfast and then lunch? What is this prefix? Yeah. What? what? Bottomless mimosas. <laughs> How will I drink it? Yeah. She, <laughs> she thought it was like. Uh, <laughs> Jesus with the two fish and the wine. <laughs> Bottomless. The Lord is here. <laughs> the Lord has blessed these pictures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, before we, uh, but, but so happy Mother's Day to your mother. We started a little late. I just wanted to address Mother's Day, which will henceforth be known as Underwater Welder Day on this show. I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, also shout out to, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Sean on uh, Twitter. 757Sean. Yes, sir. Uh, sent me, you, and Robbie Bernstein a uh, muffalata from Central Grocery, which is the birthplace of the muffalata in New Orleans. Delicious. We ate that last night at Old Man Hustle. Mm-hmm. Very good. Fun the, show. I'm sorry, you Chris. You misspoke. At oh, the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Comedy, Comedy Club. Club at Old Man Hustle. Yes, sir. Uh, it's the back room of Old Man Hustle. It is uh, the BKLYN Comedy Club on Instagram. You can get all the lineups that Michael Harrington books. Mm-hmm. Uh, often... The people from here at Gas Digital are are on the lineups and Ooh. fucking crush it. I mean, we had uh, Chris from Brooklyn. We had Dave Temple. Yeah. Uh, we had Tim Butterly and Lewis. Sidney Gant this week. Louis J. Gomez was on the lineup. Robbie Robbie Burns. Robbie the Fire. Yeah. It was great. So people Baker you might know it. and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Great shows all weekend. Corinne was there this weekend too. Yeah. Corinne stopped by. Oh yeah, without a country zone. Corinne Fisher. Yeah. There you go. We had a, we, a good weekend. You're doing a good job over there, Mike. Thank you, Chris. Um, I think you're doing. Uh, I've been there several weekends in a row, just ha- just hanging out because I want to support you. I want to support the venue, so I go and I hang out and uh, you know drink beer. Yeah. Um, Eventually, you get so drunk I put you on stage. Yeah, that, that happened last weekend. It was good. <laughs> well, I got I, once I get drunk enough to be funny. Mike's like, "Hey, you want ten minutes?" <laughs> um, Chris, I haven't looked at my phone once in this story. Do you want to get on stage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like you're. Uh, you're you're right at the three beer you're three four beer precipice right there, Chris. I, I think we could. Yeah, somebody's late. Oh uh, shit! His hat's tilted. Get him on stage. Yeah. Oh, quick! <laughs> Get him a microphone. Stat. Um, that's fun, dude. Like you know, the 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 good job thing is weird because it feels mildly patronizing to say good job. For me to say good job to you, a little bit in the no. In here's the thing. I know you're being sincere. Mm-hmm. Right, because I I genuinely do believe I'm doing a halfway decent job. Well, and also everybody kind of always expects you to fuck up. You know what? That's also fair. I don't do praise well because it's one of those things where I feel like if I get praised for something, it's like, did you expect me to fuck up? Mm-hmm. Was was this a shocker? Because that's pretty much the only time I give praise. Mm. You know no, what I, I mean? Think, like I last think... night when I said good set, it was like I thought for sure you were gonna bomb. And I didn't. Look at that. And I was shocked. Yeah. It was a fucking... I, I just had to be like, you know what, man? Great set. I really appreciate it. You blew me away. Mm. It's 10 out of 10 better than what I was expecting. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of good jobs that I give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like, when I receive a good job, mm-hmm. is it... All right. <clears throat> is there like a... Is there a thing where it's like, is there a window? What do you mean? Where it's like... If I if if I don't say good job to someone for three months, right, and then I say good job now, now this is somebody like let's say an intern around here, sure, that is under you. Yes. Okay. Uh, if, if I don't say like if I'm not telling him he's doing a good job in the first like 
couple of weeks. I don't think you should ever tell somebody they're doing a good job the first week. Okay, why is that? Uh, the well, because it's like you don't want to like tell them that they're doing a because everybody's on their best behavior when they first start a job. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't I want to tell them that like no 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 because, this is because what you want to do because you're seeing their best okay. the first couple of weeks okay right they're fucking trying hard or at least they should be if they're not if if it's their worst fire that person like you know what I mean like if like but like people are on their best behavior there might be a little bit of a learning curve with something like performing like if you give somebody a spot and it's the first time you're seeing them and you're giving them because you like them maybe they're just nervous but if it's like actual nuts and bolts work like when I was working in a kitchen the first week of work you're getting out of a new cook is the best week of work you're getting out of that cook 100% of the time occasionally the people will get better but like it, but like They'll be like the first couple of weeks, they'll be like really rigid. Once that first lateness kicks in, which is often with a line cook, you know what I mean? You're now it's like fading. So what you want to do is you wait for that to happen. And then once they or once they step it up again in a better situation after a little while has gone by and they've started to like once they get comfortable, two, three, let's say two, three weeks. Somebody gets comfortable at a job two, three weeks, right? Okay. Then a stressful situation happens and they do well. That's where you throw your, well, I can't believe you handled that so well. That's a great job. Okay. I'm I very mean, impressed. You throw in a very, I'm, I'm very impressed. I disagree um, in the sense that it's like, if you are actually on your fucking P's and Q's, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're showing up and doing everything right in those first couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. that's when I want to praise you because I want to make it clear, like, all right, this is the kind, this is the level of work I expect from you. Like, you have set this precedent. I have recognized and acknowledged that, like, this is what you're doing, and I will expect this from you going forward. Well, I'll say this. As an employer or a manager, you should always be working harder when you have a new employee. Okay. So... That it also kind of justifies you not praising that person. Like you should be working when you first hire somebody, you should be working twice as hard because you should be doing your job better than you're normally doing it and also training them. Okay. So then now once you that's that's when when the job is really good is when you're no longer watching them. Because if you're watching them and they're under high scrutiny, of course you're gonna do a good job. The job is really good when you're kind of You've slacked, you've, you've trusted them a bit, and then they still handle it correctly. You go, that's a good job. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I respect that, then. You thought I was really going to be a piece of shit about this, huh? A bit, yeah. Mm. Could we talk a little bit about this before the show? And I was like, no, you don't tell somebody the good job first fucking week. Of course a good job the first fucking week. You haven't fucking paid them yet. All right, I guess I just became a, kind of a dick there. A bit. Mm. <laughs> um I don't know dude like I I <sighs> All right, fair enough. I don't know. I, there is something weird about it to me where it's like if you tell somebody they're doing a good job like a month in, mm-hmm. there's just something I don't know. It feels weird to me. Like that's a weird time to do it. I think I think 3 weeks is the perfect time cuz you've already paid them once. They've gotten that sweet, sweet money, right? Stop eating fucking. I really M&Ms want an M M&M. and M. You know, you had those M and M's in front of you for twenty minutes before the show started, Mike. 
I was working to prep the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can. I think you want to pay somebody first, and then still see if they're doing a good job. I made a mistake once. I told the guy he was doing a good job, and then he just uh, he got into something with one of the other managers, and then uh, stole an iPad and never showed up for work again. And I was like, you know, he was doing a good job though. I really regret telling him he was doing a good job though, because he probably felt justified stealing that iPad. You know, I really built that guy up. His name was Alex. I don't remember his last name. Still looking for him? I would, if I saw him, I'd hit him. Fair. Stolen iPad that we used for the POS system. What a dick move. Kind of baller on his end, though. Yeah, I mean, whatever. If you're going to, yeah. Here's the thing. There was better stuff to steal. Like what? I had fucking $1,000 induction burners. Or multiple thousand dollar like individual induction burners that he could have just walked out with. How much porn are you gonna watch on an induction burner though? Yeah, but he had a phone. Yeah, but like a pad though. He's a chef. The guy was a chef. He couldn't just take in the induct like. That's a dick move. Taking the induction burners. That's a dick move, dude. That would have been brutal. Stealing an iPad though. I'll tell you though. Pretty real ass. I'll tell you though. If he had stolen the induction burners, I would have texted him. Good job. Go hard or go home. You really? You didn't text him when he took the iPad. I mean, I, I texted him, where's my fucking iPad? If he had stole, if he had been balls to the wall and stolen the expensive, good induction burners as a chef, I'd have been like, good job. You got to respect, like, your, your, your passion as a chef supersedes your anger as a business owner? No, my passion as a thief <laughs> respects that you went for the better thing that more benefits you and really fucks me over. You're mad at me. Why is he mad at you? He's mad at the other manager. Well, he's mad at the other man. He's mad at the business. You know, I'm the face of the business, you know? Yeah, but you did right by him. You said good job. Yeah, I guess. So we only took the, the fucking iPad to fuck over the guy who's got to manage that POS system. That's true. Bong, bong, kid. Did the right thing because you said good job. Possibly. Now, here's the thing about... I want to pivot back to your new job over there at Old Man Hustle. Oh. Now, I noticed you got a little street team action going. A wee bit. I noticed there's some ladies on the street team. One or two. Now, I don't like their young female comics. Yeah. Now, I don't like that you are making these girls work before you make them blow you for stage time. I really am disappointed in you. I, um, Chris, why do you think I'm making them blow me for stage time? I, I'm sure you have in some way implied that if they blow you, they can sell tickets for stage time. The you're old blowing bark. You're saying I've implied a blowing bark? I, I I don't know if you have yet or you're just planning on it. I'm just saying seems like you probably shouldn't have women on the street team is all I'm saying. What if they get raped out there? Okay, first and foremost, if I was going to have such a policy, mm-hmm. it would be called the bark and blow policy, not the blow and bark policy. No, they have to blow you for the opportunity to bark for stage time. Hmm. Regardless, both actions are in there. It doesn't denote which comes first in the action. What do you mean? The first thing is the first thing. No. They're not simultaneous. Dude, kegs and eggs, you could have your eggs or your fucking beer at any point. First of all, your beer is always, your drinks show up before your entree. I don't know what kind of cockamamie Mother's Day brunch you went to today. (laughs) All right. Um,. There's got to be another rhyming thing that's not fucking... You I mean, know what I mean? Bark and blow doesn't rhyme, Mike. It's just alliteration. 
All right, fair. But I'm just saying. That's front rhyming. See, I'm, I'm just saying. I said you were doing a good job, but I'm a little concerned that you might be doing some sort of chicanery with okay. the female street team. Listen. This girls are like 23, 24. They're impressionable. We get some stage time at the club. Chris, I I have made it very clear that if they suck your cock, they can headline a show. That if anyone wants to suck my cock, if anybody's willing to suck your cock, they're no, no, no. If they want to, not willing to, if they want to, they're probably more than welcome to suck your cock. Yeah, and do a spot. Hey, if. While you're blowing me, I happen to think, man, this chick's funny. To be fair, a <laughs> lot of girls make silly faces when they're blowing you. I mean, if she's being and funny. Like noises and stuff. Like, it's like, oh, that's pretty hilarious. No, no, no. Chris, the God's honest truth is, if anybody did want to fuck me, I'm very easy to fuck. That's true. If anybody wants to bark, it's very easy to bark for me. Mm. If you somehow get if it you, twisted. And if you put those things together... Boom, headliner showcase. If you get it twisted in your head that somehow blowing me will result in you getting stage time, that does not prevent me from letting you blow me. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean it's going to have an impact one way or another. But I'm not going to be like, oh, just because you. But hold think- on. Here's, here's the thing is like, you always like people that blow you more than people that don't. Like, people That's that fair. I've hated have blown me. And they'd be like, you know what? Not she's all right. And she's, she's not a, a bad good, gal. Yeah, she's not that bad of a person, you know. You know. No arguments. Pretty funny too. They can be kind of funny. I mean, sitting there going, ow, 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 ow. yeah, it's, fucking like a cum in their eye. You know, I don't really go. Ball. I don't really go in for like the silly voices in comedy. But you know, when <laughs> women do it, it's like you know, at least it's groundbreaking. You know. Um. So, no, there is no official bark and blow system or blow and bark. Okay. Yeah. But. Well, I'm going to clear up any rumors on that. It's just a funny thing that you would, like, the idea that you would make somebody blow you for the worst possible job at a comedy club is the fucking most hilarious thing in the world. Well, I mean, listen. I like, can't... I'd sooner blow somebody for, like, a bartending gig than, like, oh, can I, can I then go demean myself? Not only have I blown Michael Harrington. Which some people might be very happy about getting to do. Uh, and now I have to go and lower myself even further by going on the street and selling comedy club tickets. By going out and talking to people who are passing by who might be interested in comedy? Look, We all know. There's nobody listening to this who is not going to do it for you if they need the stage time, Mike, okay? No. I'm all- talking about blowing you still. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying... Right. Is that if you go out there as a barker, Mm -hmm. right, you are a person who is, you know, you're going up, you're starting an engaging conversation with a new group of people. You're trying to get them interested. Right. You're using your charm, charisma, funny, whatever, and getting these people interested in going to see a comedy show. They're then going to see you get up. They have to blow all those people just to sell the tickets. Come on, man. Buy this comedy ticket. I'll suck your dick, man. Look, if that moves... I got these cheeseburgers, man. If that moves tickets... Uh, I mean, look, if 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 a girl goes out there, right, I finds like how, a... I like how she leads with the dick sucking and then goes to the cheeseburgers, you know? It's, there's a, it's pretty there's funny. A, it's if, the old reversal. If there's a fucking enterprising young lady, right, who comes to me and is like, look, I would like to bark, 
for this club, right? Like, I want to go out there, fucking get some stage time, get some people in here, get them all riled up. She then goes out there and blows 20 guys in the park in the service of selling 20 tickets. Guess who's getting 10 minutes next week? If she can blow 20 guys in 10 minutes, that's a hell of an act. (laughs) (laughs) Who's following that? Wait, that's her act? Who's following that? She just gets up on stage, puts the mic next to To completion? Yeah, she puts it to her neck like a fucking, like a voice changer, like one of those guys, she's that guy. (laughs) I mean, God bless her, dude. That'd be an asset to the club. Yeah. I'd be a shit booker if I wasn't working that girl every weekend. burlesque night, it's going to fucking sell tickets. Bro, you probably do that on a Tuesday. Um. All right, moving on. What is going on uh, with the UFC? Like in general? Uh, no. As a company? Uh, they just went public. Did they? What's it? What's, what's the stock trading at? Uh, well, it's the Endeavor IPO. Okay. So Endeavor is the parent company that bought it the UFC this week? for $4.2 billion last week. Oh, but Endeavor owns a ton of other shit. So you're not just getting exposure to the UFC. You're getting exposure to the UFC's business. I mean, the UFC is their... I mean, it's... Uh, I think Endeavor is... No, I think UFC is the only thing Endeavor owns. Because Endeavor was spun off. It used to be... Um, was it a SPAC? What? Was it like a blank check company? <clears throat> no, so I think it was a, a situation where... WME IME went in and invested in the UFC and then uh, spun off like they bought Zufa, right? Which is the the parent company of the UFC. I thought those that was those uh, pants that wrestlers used to wear in the eighties. Those were Zubaz. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they spun it off into they spun off the UFC and its parent company, um, you know, Zufa into its own thing. It's called Endeavor. Mm-hmm. So it's an Endeavor by. WME IMG and that stock price is at thirty one sixty one right now. That seems low. Let me see the. Uh, can you pull it up? Yeah. That seems low. Why? The UFC is a fucking monster brand. Right. Go but, I mean, uh, go we don't uh, know year what the to date. Go, year to, go to year to date. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it IPO to twenty five twenty and it's up to thirty one sixty one now. I mean, that's still. I think that's probably a good buy. I'm probably buy some of that. You know, you gotta buy. You gotta buy things you believe in. Um, I think Luis J. Gomez is first stock. Really? Yep. How the fuck does what? he literally had no interest in stocks, and then he found out the UFC was going public. He bought the UFC, and now he's like going crazy with crypto. He texted me about crypto. He's the worst. <laughs> he's buying in at the wrong time. Yeah. I brought it up to Zach Amico. I go, I go. Luis texted me, "What crypto should he buy?" Uh, no, like, what if, What should he buy if he wants to get into crypto? And Zach just goes, a fucking time machine! <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but no, uh, uh, Diego Sanchez is uh, some problems? Yeah, so Diego Sanchez... So you're my UFC expert. Right. All right. Uh, so Diego Sanchez, uh, UFC fighter, was on The Ultimate Fighter 1. Okay. Uh, won the Ultimate Fighter one. Won the Ultimate Fighter one for the uh, either the welterweights or lightweights. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's been with the company since like you know 2007 or something like okay. that. He's he's like you know um, one of the longest tenured fighters. He went on a slide at one point in his career, and he hooked up with this uh, like wellness guru guy uh, by the name of Joshua Fabia. Apparently, this guy's whole thing 
uh, I think it's the school of like mental wellness or mental awareness or something like that's, that. That's the fakest sounding thing I've ever heard. Oh, dude, it sounds like Mindhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what the was it called the school of mental wellness? Yeah, it's this uh, Joshua. Oh, hold on, let me look it up. Joshua Fabia, the school of uh, the, uh, the school of self awareness. The school of self awareness. Yeah. Seems like I'm just gonna throw this out there. You can't really teach self-awareness in a group activity like a school (laughs) like self-awareness comes from introspection and really like fucking up in life that's how you become self-aware yeah like something you have to be fucking stupid homeless in your 30s (laughs) yep that that'll do it yeah that's one of them put some self-awareness right up in you that'll that'll make you self-aware that's one of them um so what happened? With, so now he's 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 hooked up with this coach for how so, long? Uh, now he was like, a, he was supposed to fight Donald Cerrone, and he got fired, so he couldn't. Right. So he's been with this guy for like two or three years now. I just wanted to to circle back to this because I think it's super interesting. Uh, the way that he became his coach is he met him in the parking lot of a Denny's and offered to fight him right then and right there. Uh, trained the life the self awareness guy. Yeah, was like I'm so self aware. Then I will fight this professional fighter. Mm-hmm. That that shows a lack. First of all, yeah. Apparently, he just attacked him. Like he just went right at him. That and- shows a lack of self awareness. <laughs> first of all, eating at a Denny's shows a lack of self awareness. And then being like, you know what? I gotta burn off this moon over my hammy. Let me go fight that Latin gentleman. <laughs> like, yeah, the guy with the fucked up ears. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so self-aware, he can't notice cauliflower ears <laughs> and fucking hand tats on another man. Yeah, uh, it's an issue. So uh, he he uh, like fought him in the parking lot, okay. didn't win, right, obviously, uh, but put up a good enough fight that Diego Sanchez was like, oh yeah, this guy is legit, and immediately gave him power of attorney. <laughs> well, that shows a lack of self-awareness. Does he not have a wife? No. Like, this is it. There's, like, been long-standing rumors that he's gay. Like, he's got, you know, he certainly has um, some some brain issues. So, there's a thing. You brought this up to me, and I, I had only seen the headline that John Jones was disgusted of a training video between these two gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't watch the video. I okay. figured we'd watch it on the show. This is, Chris, it's not what you think. Is it just them kissing? This is not just regular black guy homophobia. <laughs> It's not just like John Jones being like, the motherfucker's gay. <laughs> no. No, it actually is pretty disturbing. He's also Christian, too. He's Christian and fucking hood black. Like, John Jones definitely is probably like, dude, that shit gay, son. Yeah, John Jones like, John Jones does not play that gay shit. J- John Jones started doing that handout uh, pinky nail eye poke thing to keep gay people away from him. Let's just <laughs> put that out there. Um, so what's what is the video? Is is a training video? So what uh, is it? The same training video that you show all of your street team at Old Man Hustle? No, 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 no. That that is uh, not safe for the airwaves. Um, okay. So the the um, this guy has some very unique training methods, right? Like there's one uh, where it's a graduating uh, cylinder. <laughs> you start with a small one that's called the trainer. <laughs> work your way up. That's what it is. No, 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 no. So there's like a thing where uh, Emil Weber, Meek, and other UFC fighters have like fallen for this guy's like fucking hucksterism, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just him in the center. And that's because Diego Sanchez brought him in. 
essentially, yeah. Diego was the first guy to sign off and be like, this guy's fucking legit. Diego got a couple of wins together uh, under this guy and some like lower rung fighters started to be like, okay, like I'll try this guy's fucking horse shit out. Um, there's videos of him uh, just running around uh, the center of the cage with an actual knife in his hand, trying to stab his fighters while they run away from him. And that's supposed to teach fucking uh, like reflexiveness. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm kind of back. All, what's this guy's name? <laughs> Joshua Fabia. Dude, I might have to. We might have to go train. That's, I'll be honest, that sounds pretty good. That's like uh, when Rip Torn is like, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. It's yeah. the same thing. It's 100% the There's same. There's a video of that? Yeah, yeah, Let me see if I can find this. Give me okay, one second. Yeah, I got to see this. Yeah. That sounds hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, here it is. Um... Yep, that's uh, him with a knife coming at UFC fighter Emil Weber Meek. Everything's a knife. Everything's a knife. Everything's a knife. This is just the floor is lava. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he stab him? No, no, no. He uh, pretend died because everything's a knife. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so if you get hit with anything, it's like you got Wait, hit wait, with what was that knife. tweet? Uh, man, I wish, uh, I was here having a dump and this shit hits my Twitter. Man, here I was having a dump and this shit hits my Twitter, but fuck it, let's go. December always wanted this fight. Oh, this is the guy who wants to fight him? Uh, this was one of the guys, this was the guy who said he was dead. Like he got stabbed in the kidneys. Oh, okay. That guy wants to go fight somebody now. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, this is a very, very, uh, very silly fighter. Uh, sorry, very silly trainer. Uh, and he released a video of... Uh, Everything of is a knife is a fucking great philosophy to have, though. Yeah? Yeah. Like, if you're just like... Ev like, well, everything could possibly... Then again, you could not be a cop with that philosophy. Like, is there anything that could stick me? Everything! Everything! <laughs> Don't touch a perp! Everything can stick you. Yeah, his arm is a knife. Yeah. Um... So he, uh, there's like UFC fighter meetings. They have these before every, uh, every one of these, um, you know, every one of these fights. Okay. Joshua Fabia goes in there with Diego Sanchez ahead of his fight with Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, and Joshua Fabia immediately takes the floor, right? Like won't let Diego say anything, starts talking for him. And he starts calling out the announce team. He's like, you guys have been very disrespectful to me. Uh, and that shows disrespect for my fighter. And I won't stand for that. And just made it all about him. It was a whole ego trip. Um, ultimately, it led to him getting fired. Uh, Diego getting released from his UFC contract. They paid him his show money for that fight that didn't end up happening, mm -hmm. and they fulfilled the obligation of the last fight in his contract. He's no longer a UFC fighter. Uh, he's since come out and said that the uh, UFC... Uh, he said that you know they are an evil company, and he's afraid to expose their lies because uh, they're going to make it look like he had a drug overdose or a suicide and kill him because he knows the truth. He's been documenting it, just like that video. Wait, wait. He said the UFC is what? Uh, is an evil company. Okay. He will expose them, uh, and they will, f uh, you know, kill him. And evil how? Well, uh, he's accusing, you know, people like uh, Dana White and Sean Shelby, their matchmaker, uh, some could say their booker, uh, of doing the old bark and blow. He's, oh, yeah, I saw that. He said, uh, he said Dana White is fucking female fighters. Yeah, yeah, So he, that's now, like I his follow, first claim. I follow MMA cheeks on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you, some of those ladies are attractive. 
Oh yeah, they're incredible athletes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very funny too. Real funny gals. Yeah, um, could definitely get them five minutes if they sold some tickets. Yeah, very smart. Look like they have like real. They're really just nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a weird. I mean, if you're Dana White, you're gonna fuck like when you fuck the ring girls. That would make the most sense. Well, no, isn't that how they got Bob Barker? What do you mean they got Bob Bob Barker? He died. Yeah, but I feel like he got in some trouble for fucking the uh, oh Barker's beauties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he owned them. They were called Barker's (laughs) beauties. I mean, come on. You know what? Sound logic. Can't really argue with that. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. When Drew Carey took over, you know what they called them? Drew's coos. I don't he's think, fucking him too. I don't think you're. I, here's the thing. I think you are asking for way more trouble fucking the ring card girl than you are fucking the fighter. Yeah, the fighter will probably be more likely to shut. And so, like I said, some of them are fucking. What was that chick? It was a pay per view a few months ago. I don't remember the girl's name. Fucking thick as all hell. Amanda Hebos, maybe? Yes. Very cute. That girl is. Oh no, Mackenzie Dern. Yes, that's who you're. That's who I exactly who I'm. That girl is fucking smoking. So I, if you're into female fighters, but I I don't see Dana White as a guy who's into female fighters. Even though, like, he didn't even want them fighting in the MMA in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, I said for years he would never have female fighters, and then you know, and then a really hot one came along. Yeah, that was proven to be a draw. He's still a fight promoter. Yeah, but I don't know, dude. I mean, Brendan Shaw. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, two pretty hot ones showed up and then fought each other. Yeah. That's what it was. Sure. Uh, I mean, Shaw has has come out and, and made the same claim, too. That Dana White likes to fuck fighters? Specifically that Dana fucked Ronda. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Still, though, I mean, good for him. Unsubstantiated, and you know what? God bless him. At the end of the day, these chicks, it's it is what it is, dude. Like that's why I think the. Ring- I mean, she she beat Brock's attendance record because she went out and barked for the show after she blew Dana. <laughs> so I, <laughs> um, that just tickled me. Uh, so I I think it's a situation where um, you know, like a ring card girl, literally the only thing they have to offer is that they are super duper hot and could like oh, anybody. No. Anybody can hold. Yeah, that's the thing you look for in your sexual harassment victims. I understand. Really, really hot. Okay. Uh, I understand that. You're not doing a good job at sexually harassing, Mike, you know? It's not harassment if both parties are consenting adults. Okay. (sighs) Anyway. Can we get some ring card girls at the club? Can look into it. Yeah. Yeah. They're very funny. So funny. Um, Smart, too. (laughs) They can count. Um, all the way to five i'm just saying a, a fucking like a fighter ultimately has like designs on being a world champion mm-hmm. so if they happen to fuck somebody else in the workplace while they're gen- like still going out and competing one-on-one to become a world champion i feel like that's way less of a fucking nightmare for you down the road than some chick who's like yeah i'm fucking you because that is like i guess my job that's i guess what i got like you know what i mean mm. yeah it's a good way to go from ring girl to VP, you know? It's fair. The Hunter Hurst-Helmsley model? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, how funny Talent is it? Talent got promoted. Yeah. How funny is it that uh, that whole angle was just him drugging a chick? And they're like, yeah, like, we're actually in love now. Like, that was like a fake angle. 
of him raping that girl. Mm-hmm. And then they got married. In real life. They joked about it multiple times on air, on Raw, uh, that they consummated the marriage multiple times over when there was video of Stephanie passed out in the passenger seat. Yep. That's a, that's a yeah. some solid rape jokes. There, they really. implied a lot of rape jokes there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was listening to uh, Stephanie talk about that on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast recently. She's like, we had like a whole dress rehearsal. We were divorced before we were even engaged. <laughs> Yeah, because I think they were actually dating by the time they got oh, on-screen okay. divorced. Gotcha. Um, all right. Is there any more to this? Uh... Okay, so yeah. So then, right, after he gets fired and like puts out this whole thing about the fucking UFC. The evil is... company. They're, they're putting out a hit on him. Right. Uh, fucking John Jones. This was the video that he was disgusted by. Mm. That's... That's the trainer? Yeah. He's just slapping him in the face while he's hanging upside down? Yeah. This is bad training. <laughs> I don't feel like he's being... Well, here's the thing. I think he's got him... Uh, he's got What his, the fuck? Yeah. Dude, this is gay. <laughs> this is pretty gay, dude. What is he hanging by? Dude, this is the most gay shit I ever seen in my life. <laughs> For people listening, what we were watching... Put it back. Let's watch it from the... We were watching uh, Diego Sanchez hanging upside down, and it seems like from like a sex swing, because there's straps, and his trainer is... Using him as a heavy bag. This yeah. is a weird... This looks like a weird sex kink. Yeah, this is... Like, some... this looks like some weird sex kink that a UFC fighter has. Yeah. I mean, this is this is supposed to be training, like, awareness, and I don't know. Like, this seems like fucking... Horse... How is that training awareness? Your trainer's just kicking you while you're defenseless. That is a kink. Because he's, he's, he's got his eyes closed, and he's rolling with it. He's in a defensive position. He's got his eyes closed. Listen to what you just said. Yeah, but it's one, what I'm saying is it's one of those things where it's like you can instinctively react to um, to like dealing oh, yeah, with okay. that I kind see. of pressure. If I you see. like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm dumb, and this is the kind of shit I would think would help a fighter, right? So this is just dumb guy shit. Like this you think, is you think it's just regular? Dumb? I mean, John Jones is the best fighter of all time, right? Yeah, and he said this is disgusting. I mean, but then again, didn't Manny Pacquiao used to drink his own pee? Yeah, I mean, this is so. I guess that's fight, less disgusting than this. Fighters are a superstitious lot, Mike. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, um, oh shit, that was a kick to the head. I didn't like this. Is not good. Yeah, none of this is good. Um, no, dude. Yeah, it's dude. The slapping about the face was so utterly disrespectful. I was like, oh, this has to be a sex thing. Yeah, this is this is. It's not good. Um, but, like, so this guy just is a charlatan who wormed his way into this dude's life, has control of his entire finances, uh, just got him kicked out of the fucking UFC. Like, this guy's a legitimate UFC Hall of Famer. He just got himself kicked out of the promotion because mm-hmm. of this asshole. Wow. This guy kind of rocks. <laughs> yeah, he kind of fucking rules, dude. And it's <laughs> all from just, like, swinging on a dude in a Denny's? Yeah, dude. I mean, we should get him on the podcast, dude. He might do it. He genuinely might. Yeah, we'll let him hang you upside down and fucking beat you about no, the face. No, Dude, it'll make you a better fighter. No. You get rough and rowdy. Come We're on, not dude. doing this. I'm not training with Joshua Fabia. No. Why not? Because I don't want a man chasing me with a knife. I mean, I'm going to do that anyway. Chris, if you chase me with a knife, I'm done with this show. 
What do you mean? We had the anniversary, the one year anniversary coming up for the show. And like umbrellas are the pointies. I have I've once tried to joust you with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's the pointiest thing we're allowed to fucking brandish at each other. You know, D, who was on the show back back a few months mm-hmm. back, I have um, stabbed him twice. What? Yeah. Uh, he said the next time we I've never stabbed him again because he said the next time I stab him, we're gonna have to fight. Uh, the first time was when we first met. And here's the thing about a big black guy who hangs out with a lot of white people. They sometimes think that just because they're black, white people are scared of them. And so, like, one of the first times I met D, we were in this, uh, we were in our friend's house, this girl's house. And uh, I call fives on a seat. And I got up and I went to take a piss. And I came back and he's sitting in my chair and he goes, I don't play that five shit. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. So I took a fork out of uh, some Chinese food that was laying around, and I jammed it in his leg. A plastic fork? No. Okay. That counts. That's a stabbing. Yeah. Um, And he was like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, what do you want me to do in this? Like, either I let you bark me down, and uh, I just lose this. I lose the respect of every person in this room, or I uh, have to fist fight you, which would have been way worse than just the shock value of stabbing someone with a fork. And then the second time was uh, in my base. This was probably my fault. Uh, what happened was we were playing darts, uh, and uh, my friend Phil said something very racist. Uh, he said something about, I don't remember what prompted this, but he said, he looked at D and he goes, "Yeah, you know, black people are just uh, compelled to stab people. Uh, constantly compelled to that's their thing." He's like, "What's what's wrong with black people?" And it was a very racist thing, and uh, got very tense in the room. And the way I broke the tension, uh, the way I broke the tension from this weird racist comment that was said by Phil was, uh, "I stabbed D with a dart in the leg." Um. And he got mad, and I said, look, I just had to break the tension again. And he got it. And I was like, all right. And he goes, if you stab me again, we have to have a fist fight. And you know something, Mike? It's been 15 years, and I haven't stabbed him again. It's a real bromance. I dig it. Yeah, that's arguably a you know it's like you and Joshua and yeah and and I'm sorry you and uh, you and D Diego and and Joshua like you guys have very close male friendships yeah that involve knives. everything's a knife everything's a knife yeah hmm. um all right so that's it then we watched that video uh yeah I think is there anything there's there's nothing else I mean you know that's really it all right moving on. Now I got to talk about a few things. This is going to be a little. It's going to be a little ranty, Mike. Um, so, about a week ago, uh, Congress, the House of Representatives, voted to make Washington D.C. the fifty-first state of the United States. Uh, it they will, voted on this. They voted on it. They passed it in the House. Ooh. The Senate will not even see it. It's not going to happen. It, it was a symbolic thing, and um, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea. 
let me break something down to you. So I, I've been seeing things for years uh, from liberal Democrats who are like, the. I've literally been seeing abolish the Senate from people. Because, you know, there's two senators from every state. Uh, House of Representatives based on population. But there's just like, it doesn't make sense that Wyoming gets a vote and uh, California doesn't. So basically, D.C. is a very, uh, that the city is very Democratic. Now, there's more people that live in that city than in certain states. Um, <clears throat> so they want to make it a 51st state, essentially, so they can get two more senators, so they always have a majority in the Senate. Now, here's the thing that I thought of the other day. I go, literally, liberal Democrats in this country, if you go to them and you go, hey, do you think that Arabs, that Muslims in the Arab world should have to conform to your living standards in the way you think about how uh, society should work. They would unequivocally say, no, of course not. That's insensitive. But they literally want to go back on fucking government precedent that's for 100 years so they can make people in Montana do exactly what they... There's a difference. Like, where is different from people in certain parts of the country as fucking people, like, as another country. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I have more in common with somebody in Hong Kong than I do somebody that lives in rural North Dakota. Just by virtue of they speak English in Hong Kong, it's a major metropolitan city. You know what I mean? There's a a lifestyle similarity. I don't understand why they need to do this fucking thing of like, make, and they're just like, well, they're being, they're not represented, you know, the people who live there. It's, it's kind of fun. It's like, here's the thing. <clears throat> the reason why, do you know why Washington, D.C. is not part of the United States, Mike? Uh, because people aren't supposed to live there. People aren't supposed to live there. Uh, well, no, people lived there when they gave the land to the South. Um, here's what actually happened, though. Here's why it's in Washington, D.C. and not somewhere else. Is in 1783, uh, you know, the capital was in Philadelphia, right? So, and all the states had their own militias. Uh, Some soldiers showed up at the capital from the Revolutionary War and were like, hey, uh, y'all motherfuckers owe us money. We're about to fuck up Congress. This is a real thing that happened. Uh, And uh, Congress called the governor of Pennsylvania. And was like, hey, you got to call in the Pennsylvania militia. And the governor of Pennsylvania was like, not pay those motherfuckers their money. (laughs) And the Congress of the United States had to flee Philadelphia and hide in Princeton, New Jersey. Is that true? Yes. Hilarious. Why didn't they just pay him? They didn't have the money. It's a new country. Whatever. Borrow that shit, B. It wasn't like that back then. Here's a crazy thing. Um... The reason why D.C. is in the because uh, uh, a bunch of places offered to give up land to constitute as uh, an unincorporated city for the capital. Uh, New York tried, a bunch of places tried, right? And um, the reason why it's in the South is because after the Revolutionary War, uh, none of the northern states had paid their foreign debts back. Because all the states borrowed their own money because we weren't a country yet. You didn't borrow it as a federal country. So 
the federal government was like, all right, we're going to assume, but the southern states had paid it back because obviously slave labor. Uh, so essentially what happened was uh, they were like, well, the federal government is going to assume this debt. So no state's going to have to deal with their revolutionary war debt. And the South was like, no, fuck that, dude. Like, we paid our debts. We're not going to pay your debts. And fucking, they were like, all right, we'll just put the capital in the South if you guys agree to this. That's why it's part of Virginia and Maryland that were both slave states at the time. Huh. That's why that happened. It's a slave state. I'm just saying, it's just like, it, it just like, well, it was as far north as they can get and still be in the South. You know what I mean? Um, it's just it's just a nonsense thing. It's just like the country needs to not act the way it does. Like I've been trying to convince everybody I know that is like a you know because I'm a New York guy, I'm a Brooklyn guy. Like everybody I know is a Democrat. I've been trying to convince everybody I know that the way that they can get socialized medicine is by just being states' rights people. Like, just start demanding, just start being like, just demand of your representatives that you don't want to pay into the federal government so that you can provide your citizens with health care. That's it. Like, you don't need to make D.C. and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico repeatedly says, nah, bro, we don't want to be a state. And frankly, they're probably better off just staying a tax haven and, like, really leaning into that. Like, why the fuck would you want to be the 51st state if you're your own fucking country? It doesn't make any sense. Also, Puerto Rico is fucking dope. They really shouldn't be associated with all the horse shit we got going on. Agreed. Look, and it's like, it's all this stuff that's been going on, and every time one of the parties gets into power, they're just like, we're going to just like grab other shit and just be like, this is fucked up. It's like, I don't understand. So it's like a weird thing where it's like, like I said, the there's this thing on the left was like abolish the Senate, the Senate's unfair, blah, blah, blah. Based on the census, before they even do, like, gerrymandering or any sort of fucked up shit, you know, like, a bunch of red states just got congressmen. For real? Yeah, hold on. I'll pull up the list. Um, population Fucking growth... blue states in- were too busy voting to fill out the census, dummies. That's what You think that's what happened? Or people just left... Dude, think about the states that grew... I'm going to read you the states that grew, and you're going to fucking laugh, because listen to... Uh, population growth in Texas, North Carolina, Florida, Oregon, Montana, Colorado will result in added congressional seats to these delegations. The new seats in these states will be offset by the losses of seats in New York, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, California, Michigan, and West Virginia. West Virginia is uh, probably because of a meth problem. They lost some, they lost some people. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. You know, meth was a big comorbid. Co- Big comorbidity with COVID. You know what I mean? It really gets into the lungs and really does some damage. Um, but so Texas and Florida, everybody that was like even vaguely moderate was like, those places are looking pretty good right now for the last fucking year. You know what I mean? Like everybody's just like, oh, it's pretty dope. Wait, they also have, not only are they letting you do stuff and it's got, they have nice weather, there's no state income tax. Um, Dude, so the, the Liberty States are the ones who are doing the best? I mean, those two are certainly doing the best as far as they're going to pick up some congressional seats. And it's it's also, but it's the kind of thing that just bolsters my case. Because I've been trying to make this case to people in my personal life. I haven't really brought it to the show as of yet, correct? No. All right. So, like, 
but it just kind of bolsters my case. It's like, why even give a fuck about the federal government? Give them less power. Make your governors govern. The number one mark of a good governor is that when there's a problem, they get the most money out of the federal government, which is nonsense. They're not governing. Why do we have them? Doesn't make any sense. There's and they're like, look, even these guys are trying to fuck, they're trying to expand the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, that's a whole thing. Now, if they did expand the Supreme Court, what's to uh, stop the next Republican president from just continuing? Well, we'll add another three guys, whatever. Like, I would just do that. If I was a Republican president, if the Democrats did that, first thing I'd do would be like, I guess I got to add like four people to the Supreme Court. What's up? Fucking five, six presidents from now, we got 45 Supreme Court justices. Yo, eventually. Intramural Football League, Supreme Court justices. Dude, you could be a Supreme Court justice. I mean, maybe they should start doing it. I'm not a lawyer. You got to be a lawyer, Mike. Nah, dude, by that point, bro, by the time they get to it where it's like 743 members of the Supreme Court. Just everybody's a Supreme Court justice eventually? I mean, that's how the law of large numbers works. Yeah. If every four years you're going to double the size of the court. It is exponential growth, yeah. It's uh, Moore's Law, but just Supreme Court justices. Yeah. It's a good idea, Mike. It's a good, it, it's a solid concept. But it's just, I don't understand all of this shit that's happening. And it all comes down, in the real thing, it all comes down to fucking guns. It all comes down to the Second Amendment and Roe v. Wade. This whole shit. The reason why both of these parties... Dude, the Democrats had four years under Trump to fucking pass a limit on executive power, right? They all like were like, hey, this guy's crazy. We're gonna, they passed one thing. Pelosi passed a thing that was literally based on um, you can't get receive gifts as a president from foreign powers. Not, nothing limiting executive orders. Supposedly this guy was insane and going to nuke the world. Did not limit any of that shit. It's like, what the... F- just let's do this. Let's 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 take some space. We all need a little space in this country. That's what I think. We need to be more like fucking Europe and just be like, yeah, like we're all getting together for economic things. Europe with an army, with one army. That's what we kind of need to be in this country. That's pretty badass. Dude, Europe with an army? Dude, that's what with one army. That's what we need to be in this country. Like, we're not the same. Fucking Oklahoma and Texas hate each other. I could not tell you the difference between Oklahoma and Texas other than Texas is probably a little warmer. I would imagine that those people are exactly the same. Can you name a difference? Um, yeah, one's got a panhandle. Hmm. Yeah, they don't like panhandling in Texas. They shoot those motherfuckers. It's hmm. a good point, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, there's all this. It's all this talk of this, like what we, what they really need to do is just be like, yeah, we can redistrict all you want, like because Congress shouldn't matter except for a mutual defense, uh, and we're gonna do. But it it comes down to, uh, the blue states will keep voting for fucking more power as long as they are voting in guys who will defend gun rights, and the, uh, the, I mean, the red states, and then the blue states as long as it'll be abortion. And it's just like, 
Just understand that it you can get all the things you want in New York if you just don't care that some lady can't get an abortion. Right? I like both of those things. I like guns and abortions. I think we should combine them. Get the shot back, right? You put it in there, suck out the fetus, right? Then you shoot it back out. You hit reverse, shoot it back out, pull. Then blast that shit with a shotgun. Get stem cells all over everybody. Target practice. Hell yeah, that's how I feel. That's what we got to do. But it's like, because they're just like, well, what about... Like, it always comes up when you bring it up. It's, it's always like guns or abortion. What about... I don't want them to get rid of the Second Amendment, so I have to always vote Republican. They're expanding the government, though. I... Look, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Joe Biden's doing, but I can't vote for Republican because of abortions. It's like, you'll still be able to get abortions in New York. What do you care? It's like, well, like, I, everybody should have access to them. It's like, all right, like, women in Poland can't get abortions. Those same Muslims that I started talking about in the beginning of this can't get abortions. There's not abortion clinics in Saudi Arabia, Mike. It's fair. Probably a couple in the palace. Just a couple? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's one palace, Mike. I mean, I'm sure they have several palaces. It's probably one per palace, at least. And then the really big one, they probably have a couple. Do you think they got in-house guys? I think, yeah, I think for sure. I think that's one of the amenities. It's like room service for Saudi Saudi princes. Mm. You know, just fucking suck that baby out. Because they want them stem cells for themselves. You know what I mean? They're fucking, these are the richest motherfuckers in the world. It's true, dude. Saudi royal families worth fucking, what, like trillions. Do you think they put them in their smoothies? I hope so. I, I don't think say. the fucking Saudi royal family's eating smoothies. I'm sure they're eating smoothies. Everybody who's healthy eats smoothies. That's true. They're probably pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. NBA Motherfuckers want to live forever. They got something to live for. Yeah, they do. They really do. They got mm. mega yachts. They live in the fucking desert. They're landlocked. No, they're mm. not landlocked. But still, it's pretty deserty out there. They got yachts. That's pretty baller. It's pretty baller, dude. If you live in the fucking desert and you got a fucking boat, <sighs> if you got a regular boat, I'm like, why do you even have that? Because I could get it to water, bitch. Right. Pretty tight, you got dude. a mega yacht? You getting that shit to water? Yeah, we got all the oil. We could drag anything we want. Build me a truck. I could fill that shit up. It's pretty powerful. I'm just saying, this is what we need in this country. We need to be more like Europe with a military, with a unified military. That's it. Stop fucking caring about this nonsense. Make D Oh, we need to make DC a state and a Puerto Rico a state. You know why they never talk about Guam and American Samoa? Because I'll bet you those guys will vote Republican. That's why we're never hearing about American Samoa becoming the 53rd state. They're so far. There's still a commonwealth. I'm just saying, Starkist Tuna is clearly a, a right-wing fucking corporation. No arguments. Yeah. Charlie the Tuna blocked me on Twitter. Did he? Yeah. For what? I made fun of his sunglasses. Why you gotta do that, Chris? Why wear sunglasses? Like he's, he thinks he's a cool guy. Yo, he's a cool fucking. Fuck you, Charlie. Yo, you don't know how bright things are at the fucking bottom of the ocean. They could have a whole other sun down there. You don't know. You, you know what? You're right, Mike. I don't know. You know the, you know, the ocean's unexplored. It's, it's a real problem. Largely. I mean, that's really what we need the federal funds for to explore the oceans. Um, but yeah, it's just there's all this fucking dude. At one point, they were talking about. Lowering the voting age, which is the stupidest. Like, huh? We've done this. We did the voting age thing? Yeah. What, last week? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago? It's still stupid. Okay. If you want to go back into it, God bless. What did I say about it? Uh, that you kids are dumb. Kids are dumb. 
We were going to give him the power to vote for some reason. Why would we give him the power to vote? I don't know. I argued that... Uh, There's a 16-year-old somewhere right now explaining to his friends that Tenet was good. They just didn't get it. That kid shouldn't vote, Mike. Sure he could. Yeah, sure he should. No, because that wasn't a good movie. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't care, dude. I cared so much more about politics at 16 than I do at 33. I shouldn't be allowed to vote. That 16-year-old should. Enjoy mm-hmm. tennis. No, because you're stupid at 16. Mm. It's literally because you're stupid. I think they should lower the drinking age and raise the voting age to 21. Yeah, that was the point you made. That was the point? Yeah. Good. I, I maintain that point. Smart. Did I say the thing about the army? Yeah. God damn it. The army needs you young and dumb. I'm getting old and forgetful. Maybe I shouldn't be able to vote. See? Give that 16-year-old the power to vote. I'm just saying, if you start giving the 16-year-olds the power to vote, they're going to start saying that we're ultra-wealthy and we're going to have to pay like 80% in taxes. Okay. 80% of nothing still nothing, Mike. Yeah, dog. That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. I thought I made some good points about the Washington, D.C. thing, though. Yeah, and states' rights. Yeah, I think we that's the way to do it, yeah. is the states' rights thing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You can start creating competitions between— Sorry, we're not moving on yet. You can, like— Yeah. You can prove what works, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, if this state— If, let's say, New York State, which is liberal, right, has, like, free health care and all this shit, you can tell companies, like, look, you're going to have to pay more taxes, but you don't have to worry about insuring your full-time workers, which you have to worry about in the rest of the country. Like, you know what I mean? You got to provide those benefits. You don't have to do that here. That's like a fucking advantage. Like, if you're like a mid-sized... Massachusetts already does that. Huh? Massachusetts already does that. Yeah, that was the big that was the big draw of Romney Care, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Alaska has a real problem because they don't have any women. They pay women to go there. They pay dudes, too. But they pay women more. Oh, yeah? Yeah, to, to move there because they're so short on women up there. You know what's going to cause women to leave places? Not being able to get their fucking snatch vacuumed out. You got to fucking clean it up in there, you know? I mean, you know, you got fucking four to one ratio. You're not taking seed from the fucking less genetically appealing male. But look what happened with Georgia with that. They lost all those movie, all the production companies. And the fucking uh, all-star game. Yeah, because of the voting thing. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. It's funny that they took the uh, all-star game out of Atlanta, which has like... I don't know, some like 40 or 50% black-owned businesses and brought it to Denver, which has like 90% white-owned businesses. I mean, have you ever been in Denver? I saw like two black people. That's there. what I'm saying. They yeah. literally... so One of them was related to me. Their answer to Georgia's racism was to take money out of the hands of black people and put it in the hands of more white people. That's a good point. Where'd you hear that? Uh, I, I just processed it myself. Just right now? No, no. When they were talking about it, like yeah. three weeks ago, when it was relevant, was that th- that was more than three weeks ago? Maybe a month ago it was when I was in South Carolina. Hmm. I just remember like that. That is that... a great point. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's 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 the... Atlanta's a very black city. Atlanta's a massively black city, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where it's like the the they're so misguided and the fucking the woke horseshit is just you know. Well, look, I think that's also bad, but it's it's also the kind of thing. I also thought that uh, I read some of the stuff like that law was kind of overblown. Some of the things that they were it was massively. Some of the things, yeah, we, I, we talked about it on the show, right? I don't think so. 
I think we did. We I talked about we, we we touched on it where it was like they were saying that you couldn't give people water on the lines. It was like, but you could order a pizza. Oh right, yeah, we did talk about. You that. just have, yeah, you just because if you just if you're giving it out, it's electioneering, right? But the people inside the voting place could give stuff to people. And yeah, poll workers are still allowed to, just nobody affiliated with a political party. Yeah, which is and it's funny illegal like, in most states. I remember I said this uh, on without a country, mm-hmm. like literally. Fuck, Karim was like, "Why would this even be a thing where you couldn't get a thing of water?" And I was it's like, "Called electioneering." I was There's like, "Actually, a word for it." I, I literally said the words. I was like, uh, "Because I'm thinking, if you're that close and you haven't decided yet while you're on the line." Whichever party brings the better snacks is getting my vote. And Corinne said, that's ridiculous. No one would make a law based on that. That's absolutely why those laws exist in mad states. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was that big of a deal. And they seriously just fucked over. They literally cost black businesses like tens of millions of dollars over the course of that weekend to give that money to Denver. That's actually, that's fucking hilarious. There's a great, honestly, Mike, you're doing a great job. It's a very, no, it's a very good, that's a very solid point that I had not considered. Yeah. I haven't even, I, I haven't heard that from anybody else. It's a very good point. MLB's racist, dude. Moving on. Yeah. I never seen a black shortstop. Moving on. Um, you told me, uh, is the racehorse here? Uh, let me see. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Now, you told me there were some, some, some shootings. Now, we usually guess the race of the shooter. Yeah. Um, there was, there's been a couple in New York, but you said there was one in, in Colorado? Uh, Colorado Springs. Today. Yeah. Can you give me some details on the shooting? Okay. Uh, gunman. Ki- oh, Christ. They got it. It since since we started recording, it has uh, come in who who the gunman was. No, no. Uh, well, no. There's they believe uh, to know the gunman. Uh, they haven't released any information on him. Six people were killed in a shooting early Sunday morning during a birthday party at a Colorado Springs, Colorado mobile home, according to police. Mm. The suspected shooter, believed to be a boyfriend of one of the victims, is also dead. Police said. Um, Received a call at about 2.20 in the morning. Officers responded to the Canterbury Mobile Home Park, where they found six dead adults along with a seventh person who was injured and later died at a local hospital. Hmm. But we don't, we can't know anything about the shooter. What are some of the names of some of the victims? I'm um, looking here. I'm not seeing any. There's none listed in the article on CNN.com. This is, uh, what, what would you take? What do you, what do you think? About Mobile home? That's the biggest giveaway for me, man. The sounds mo- white, right? Sounds white. Sounds also... Sounds about white. Also feels very white guy to be showing up and shooting up a party that your girlfriend is at, at a mobile home. Mm, only the mobile home makes that sound only white. Really? Yes. Because if you didn't know she was going to a party, that's any dude. Maybe. I don't know. It feels very white guy to be like, I'm getting cheated on. I have to kill her. Hmm. It's a fair point. But I think I think anybody will just do that. Just show up to flex. You don't if you don't want to kill the girl, but you want to kill the guy, it's not necessarily a white thing. 
Wait, you want to kill the girl but not the guy? No, if you want to kill, if you don't want to kill the girl, but you're gonna fuck up the dude who's fucking your chick, that's not necessarily a white thing. That's a male thing. Yeah, that's fair. I guess if you're gonna show up ready to fight a whole party, you better bring a gun. Is there any photos from the shooting? Um, the only thing I'm seeing really is the the mobile home itself, hmm. like the the scene of the shooting here. <clears throat> oh Christ! Oh. Yeah. I mean, those don't look like white people. That. Uh, yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks like a chubby white girl. Seems like this shooter could have been a black man. Could have been. What do you think, racehorse? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's just statistics, racehorse. It's just, it's, it, like, somebody's got to fuck a chubby white girl. You know what I mean? I'm glad you know what I mean, racehorse. One clap for yes. I appreciate that. Um, so, there... What what it, you're you're guessing why? I'm gonna say, you know what I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna buck I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm gonna say this is gonna be the first black guy to shoot up a mobile home. Mm. Uh, ooh, okay. The I have this here. The birthday party was being held for three people. Nubia Marquez told the newspaper. Nubia she Marquez was at the party. She left at about 10 p.m. and everybody was calm. Nubia Marquez. Hmm. Looks like I might be right, Mike. Racehorse, if I said Nubia Marquez was an Afro-Latina name, what would you say? You're just mad because I assume Marquez is clearly a sp- some sort of Spanish name. Yeah, Nubia. but it could be, could be white Spanish. Nubia? White people got weird names sometimes. They do be having weird names white people sometimes. There's a chick out there named Apple. White people be having weird names. That's fair, Mike. Is there any more information? Uh, no, it's really uh, all it's saying. The um, Yeah, just some statements from the uh, department chief um, and the mayor of the town. Now, there were, there were two shootings in New York in mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's been more than that, but uh, there was two high-profile ones. Uh, there was just today, three people were shot. In Times Square, the guy got away somehow. Guy shot three people in Times Square, one of which was a child, mm-hmm. and got away. Has he been arrested yet? This happened right before the show started. First of all, props to you. It was a black dude uh, who was apparently trying to shoot his brother. Like they know who the suspect is. He, he was trying to shoot his brother. That's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and shot three people, but not his brother. I mean, do you think that's a thing where it's like you pull a gun out, you're angry enough to pull a gun and fire on that's your brother? That's why you're always supposed to aim at center mass. Right. That's why they tell you to always aim at center mass. You don't aim the wound because otherwise you hit bystanders. Maybe he was trying to shoot his brother in the leg. Ooh, you think? Yes. Okay. Because maybe his brother was trying to run away from his responsibilities. I was thinking there was a situation where, like, he's got the gun on him, and, like, it's just his his hand and his eye, like, his brain just wouldn't connect. He's like, I can't actually oh, shoot can't my act. brother. And it would just kind of jerk the gun out of the way and randomly hit someone. But I like that theory about he was shooting at the shoulder, and it accidentally just whizzed by and hit somebody else. Yeah, I th- maybe that's it. There was also another shooting a couple weeks back at Peter Luger Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Again, a black guy, also trying to shoot his brother. This brother-on-brother crime has got to stop. It's, 
It's crazy. Now, brother on brother crime. Now, I feel like if they had gone with that instead of black on black crime, we would have gotten to the bottom of it. Racehorse, what do you think? Well, the racehorse agrees. That's our racial expert, the racehorse. Uh, that, yeah, I think they should have, it would have been softer. It was around the same time. Like, black on black crime was a thing that came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. That came out. It's not, it ain't gay, son. People started talking about it in the 90s, really, I think. Is, uh, it was in the 90s? Yeah. But I think, you know, black guys were still calling each other brother back then, right? Hulk Hogan still calls people brother. That's true. And he definitely got that from black guys. Oh, he certainly got that from black guys. Yeah. like, And that was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they had called it brother-on-brother brother crime. I think people would have been like, man, that sounds, sounds pretty cool, but I think we got to get to the bottom of that. Like, white people would have been like, once they call it black-on-black black crime, white people were just like, ah, we don't care about that. Yeah. But brother-on-brother on, brother crime, mm. that's kind of like, did Sam and Dave get into a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you care about brother-on-brother crime. That's like, I like those guys. We got brothers fighting brothers? Why? Stop doing that. Damn, brother. You know what I mean? You don't want white on... Look, look, white on white crime? That sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. Cracker on cracker crime also sounds terrible. Uh, I can't think of a good one for white people. You got one? Honky on honky? That's just a honky-tonk. Mm-hmm. Don't hate it. Yeah. I'm just saying brother on brother crime would have been that would have been the move. They missed the they missed the fucking You know how much gang violence we could have saved? Yeah, man. Because they would have been like, we can't commit this brother. You're our brothers. Brother on brother crime. Yeah. Fuck. You know, who the fuck comes up with this shit? You know, it's the fucking fear-mongering media. You know what it was? I think it was the same people. Right, that we're putting crack into the fucking uh, in the poor neighborhoods. The CIA, that Latina lady that we talked about last week. I think she's the one who's also sewing that. Like, hey, you know, nobody talks about black on black. Yeah, right, right. That's the one where you know you can just sprinkle those statistics out there for the fucking Tucker Carlson's of the world. You know, first of all, crime is just crime. You know, most uh, white people crime. Is white on white crime. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it's just, but we do also talk about all the crimes white people commit against other people. You know, it's like, you're most likely to be around people of your own race, therefore commit crimes against them. So, is any crime against uh, somebody not of your race automatically a hate crime? No. Mm. There ha there's a lot of um, iffy factors on making it a hate crime. I mean, first of all, it's just a matter of what the prosecutors want to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's whoever gets the case. It's a, you know, it's a case-by-case case basis, Mike. Hmm. I Hate-by-hate hate basis? It's a hate-by-hate hate basis. It's like, first of all, yeah, the average, any violent crime is some sort of hate crime. By definition. Yeah. But, like, if you hate your wife and she's the same race as you, you can't get charged for a hate crime, for beating her. You know? It's a hate crime. You do hate that bitch. I fucking hate her. Once I hit her, I'll hit her less. You don't get hate hit. her way less after you hit her. Yeah. Honestly, the hatred is the is the criminal here. It really it's it it's the spirit of hate. You know that's who we need to expel. 
And once that hatred is gone and I see her just a crying bloody mess on the floor, I am I love her all over again. Yeah. It's true. And I'll I'll tell her she can't possibly leave, you know. Just remember while she's you sitting better there. Better not fucking leave. While she's sitting there like she can't hear well still. Right? Like, one of the eyes is kind of bigger than the other. You just look at her like, damn, you look good, baby. Yeah. It's fucking adorable. God, I love you so much. Look at you. You barely stand up. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> you look like a fucking drunk deer. You're all wobbly. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Let me put you to bed. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably sleep this one off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. We have a... Uh... We have an Ask the Goon. Ooh. Yeah, that I have to address here. Um, give me one second. Uh, pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. Um, it is a. It is about Nazis, Mike. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we are the foremost experts. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna forward you this because there's some pictures I want to take. I want to pull up on the screen, um, so that you can see. Um. There we go. Um, so here, here, here's the email. Um, what's up, Chris? I'm back at again listening. All right, to the- all right, all right. Enough it's, of this. It says back at again. Uh, yeah, all right. I, to anybody who's emailing, fucking ask the goon at gmail.com. Just don't be a cunt. I'm just reading the email from our fan, Mike. Uh, what's up, Chris? I'm back at again listening to the latest step and almost forgot. I've been meaning to email for two weeks about this. Kept forgetting because, you know, weed. Anyway, I live in Western Maryland, about an hour and a half from both D.C. and Beemore. For the past two years, the dudes across the road have been flying Confederate flags every 50 feet back their lane, 250-ish yards long. Ever since the election, they have been building something, and now it is taking shape. They are building a Nazi meeting compound of some sort, Complete with guard tower, watch post. The sign on the road was the giveaway. I've got pics I'm attaching that I've taken from my hilltop across the street. I'll keep an eye on the situation to keep you guys updated. Not sure if these dudes are Adam Waffen or they're just playing Nazi. Um, it's a fucking creepy house. Yeah, look at this. This is a Nazi. I don't know what advice this guy wants. Uh, my advice is to move. If you're asking, uh, it's a pretty dope compound, for being honest. It is a pretty dope compound, but um, these are the guys who are getting taken down. You know what I mean? They have a guard tower. Yeah, it's it's the Birkenau guard tower. They've got like German words. Um, also, I like that it's a it's just a it's a sign for a job site because it's not finished yet because they can't use Mexicans. <laughs> Um, it says recreation and then job site. Were they trying to say a recreation job site? Like they're recreating a fucking World War II thingy? Oh, maybe, yes. Hmm. I mean, Nazis aren't the smartest. Fair. I like how this guy, but here's the thing. They're also just like some guys just taking pictures of their compound. They didn't get mad at him. Sure. For all we know, this guy is dead. So... What is advice you would give to somebody who has to live across the way from a Nazi compound? Um, 
bring over baked goods. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, just like welcome your neighbors to the fucking place. Make sure that, you know, when it kicks off, they're like, oh, he makes good banana bread. That's a good. That's that. Yeah, that's good. I think. I mean, yeah. look. What are you gonna do? You're gonna run over there, and fucking take down the oppressors? Like, no, get out of here. I would sell the house. Real estate's at an all time high. It's true, but we don't know where he's at. Western Maryland. Hmm. Isn't it? Not far from D.C. That's expanding. Suburbs are doing better outside of major cities. I think you sell the house, because I'll tell you this right now: the way they're talking about domestic terrorism in this country. Those guys are probably idiots. It's definitely not Adam Waffen. They wouldn't have signs. It's true. That guard tower would be up. Adam Waffen, that guard tower would 100% be done. Look, if you're not going to move, right, here's what you do. If they're going to have a party and you're going to go over there, you go over and check. If you find out this is a Nazi party, you go, you look around, you go, all right, well, like, is there bitches here? If there's bitches there, stay, right? Probably be all right party. Nazi bitches? Yo, Nazi bitches fuck, I found out. I mean, everybody fucks, Mike. No, 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 but specifically what they would do is, like, uh, the to, like, entice young men to, like, join the ranks, they would keep, like, young German chicks around and be like, yeah, go make more of the master race. Hmm. And would, like, encourage the girls to fuck the young boys. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there'll probably be some chicks there. If there's no chicks there, you need to get the fuck out of there. Because, you know, there's uh, the Rape Battalion. What? Remember we talked about the Rape big Brigade? Oh, yeah, the, the Adam Rape Rape Brigade? Yeah, 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 right. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do what they do. I mean, they are going to do what they do. You walk in there. And also, I don't know what race this guy is that sent us this. It's fair. Uh, if, you're, if you're not a white guy, get the fuck... Even if you're a relatively swarthy white guy. If you're some sort of Spaniard... Yeah. Get out of there. If you look like you might be Middle Eastern. Yes. Go. Go. Get the fuck out of there. I don't want to live near Nazis. There's a, you don't necessarily have to snitch. I don't recommend snitching. There's a great quote uh, Cameron was asked on um, 60 Minutes during the stop. Remember stop snitching was a thing? I do remember that. And they asked Cameron. They go, uh, so if there was a pedophile. No, they said if there was a serial killer living next to you. What would you do? And he was like, I don't know, probably move. <laughs> That's what you should do. Do what Cameron, what would Cameron do is probably a good point. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good, like, what would Cameron do in this situation? He'd probably move. Why? I mean, <laughs> all right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put on my square earrings yeah. and then I'm going to figure this one out. To be fair, though, if anybody could fucking convince a bunch of Nazis that black people were fine, probably be Dipset. Dipset? You know, they'd go over there, they'd have fucking weed and shit, and be like, dude, I got squ- My Range Rover's pink. You know what I mean? I think Dipset could really sway. Did you ever hear crunk music? That sounds like something Nazis would love to fight to. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So uh, our advice is either move. Oh, by the way, R.I.P. Forty Cal's daughter. What the fuck happened there? Uh, I believe his daughter was kidnapped, uh, or she was missing, and Jesus. she appears to have died of suicide. 
Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. R.I.P. Oh, she was cute too. Golly. Oh, let me see. Oh, damn. Right? Oh, yeah, I did see this. Fuck. Yeah, that is a sad story, man. Yeah, man. 40 cal, baby. Wasn't yeah. 40 cal only in Dipset because Hellrell was in jail? Yeah, they needed another guy that filled that role. It's fair. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, so, I, dude, I would move. If I found out there was, like, some Nazi... Dude, if somebody... Just, if I just saw a drum kit being assembled, forget a guard tower. If I saw a drum kit being assembled anywhere near my house, I'd be like, ah, I gotta move. A drum kit? Yeah, that's Nazi-ish. <laughs> Wait, just anybody who is playing drums? Dude, I went, Might be a Nazi? I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, I went to look at an apartment in my same building that was open. It was two-bedroom, uh, right upstairs. And I was just like, well, this is nicer than my place. Maybe I'll take this. And I was only up there for a second, and I heard a domestic dispute that ended when a dude started playing drums. And I was like, well, I'll stay on the other side of the building. <laughs> this is fine. You think he was playing drums to cover up the sounds of like, brah, brah, brah. I think he was, yeah, he was just using, he, he, he was using his ex-wife's fucking skins, the drum skins. No, no, I mean, like, he was like, bang, you know what I mean? Like, you think he was somehow, I mean, that'd be pretty, fu- that'd be some serious talent if you could play drums actively and beat the shit out of a woman at the same time. I think, I think it's I mean, possible. obviously more impressive if you could beat the shit out of a man at the same time, but. Yeah, but come on now. Still, I mean, you know. Yeah, talk about superheroes here. Yeah, multitasking is pretty impressive like that. Yeah, give the guy a break. Yeah, all right, moving on. Two different segments that ended in domestic dispute, uh, domestic violence rips. Nice. It's, mo- it's Mother's Day, Mike. Mm, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I think you mean to say it's uh, International Underwater Welders Day? It is Underwater Welders Day. Oh. All right, we got one. We just this is a feel good story that we have to go out with. Um, a, I, don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it's going to be feel good. You have the you have the article. You know the one I want to talk about. Oh, it's definitely. Oh, Christ, Chris. We're doing this one? Yep, we're doing this. This is how we're in the show. I had something else planned that I forgot about. Uh, it should have been at the top of the show. We'll do it next week. Um, but, yeah, this is a it's a feel-good story. Can you pull up the article, Mike? Uh, it's a young, young girl. Toddler without hands. It's puppy without paw to reduce... The disability stigma. Now, to who? You couldn't get this poor disabled girl a whole dog. Just get her a whole dog. I'm really upset that they couldn't. Like, imagine they got, they're going to get this girl a PS a PS5 and no X button on the controller. What do we do? Get her a whole dog. That's not the same thing. and We both know it. Just get her a whole dog. Yo, she ain't got enough hands for a whole dog. What do you mean? A three-legged dog could still outrun a no-armed child, Mike. Nah, it's like probably a two-armed dog. No, it's a three-legged dog. It's a three-legged dog? Yeah. What? This is a non-story. No, I just... We're ending the show, so I just wanted to go out with a heartwarming story. No, I'm I'm saying if it's... I'm glad that the girl is happy with her puppy. If the dog has three legs, it's not truly a cripple. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fair. It's got to be a two-legged dog. I'm, ju- I'm just saying it's kind of fucking fucked up. You're this poor girl. She's had a hard life. You can't just spring for a full dog. 
You know what? I'm going to go on a, on, a, on a limb here and say the three-legged dog might have been more expensive because uh, they were Cause looking. they had to remove the leg. <laughs> I'm sure they the were. surgery was $8,000. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just give her the dog? <laughs> Damn, dude. I know a couple guys in Florida who could have done that surgery way cheaper. <laughs> um, so they, uh, it, I think that it was like a thing where, like in, in my mind, right, she wanted a certain breed of dog, so they had to go out there and look for a three-legged version of that breed of dog. It's a nightmare. Hmm. You think she wanted a certain type of dog? Yeah. It's a baby. It's hmm. a toddler. She's probably pretty demanding, though. Probably. She's I mean, getting her way. She's got no arms. She's got no arms. She's, she's got, got one arm. Does she have one arm? Let me see the picture again. I don't think there is a picture of the baby. There was a picture. Yeah, I sent it to you. I mean, I'm looking. I think she has no arms. I'm looking through the. Oh yeah, she ain't got no arms. Yeah. And so that's always got three. Yeah, let me peep. Yeah, she got no hands. She's got arms. She got nubs. She got two nubs. She's got the uh, dog bone. That little puppy, though. It's cute. You want to know the cutest part of this picture, though? Yeah. Look at the little dog toy in her feet. You okay? That's pretty fucking cute, dude. Oh, she's like holding the dog toy with yeah, her feet because she fucking, can't with the hands. But she's going to fucking feed... She's going to give that dog toy to the dog. with her, It's fucking adorable. It is pretty cute. That's so fucking cute. You couldn't get that poor girl a whole dog? <laughs> Just give her a full dog. Jesus Christ, I'm so upset that they couldn't just get her an entire dog. It makes me so mad. Does it? It makes you mad? I'm really upset. You're very upset. Dude, when I first saw that, I know I'm laughing now. This is bad. This is bad. Just throwing it out there. What do you mean? This is the worst thing we've done. No, it's not. It's the worst thing we've done. No, it's not. We started this show saying that you were going to make women blow you. To then work for you. That was clearly jokes. This is this girl's real life. Yeah. And really, (laughs) I'm mad that the worst parents of the year could get her an entire dog. Well, this has been Notes of a Goon episode 40. Um, You follow the show. You know, follow me at Chris from BKLYN. I don't know why you would on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, Follow Mike, the M Harrington. Mike does not want to be associated with the show anymore. Um, and you know something? I'm going to just throw this out there. If you've got a kid missing a limb, get them an entire fucking dog. You can also leave us a full you know, five-star review on iTunes. You know, if you're going to leave us a four-star review, buy us a fucking entire dog. <laughs> and of course, we got to talk about our sponsor. Vinylgraph.com. Go to Vinylgraph.com. Use promo code CHRIS1 at checkout. You get 10% off your order of custom vinyl stickers. Check them out. I'm sure they're really happy to be associated with this story. Um, Good night. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me. Tell you we must die I tell you we must
Little girl. 